Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gateway to Cinema, the uh, spinoff of the far more popular main podcast, Reboot Our Damned Away, the uh, Gilligan's Planet, the main podcast's Gilligan's Island. Yes, they made a they made a spinoff where they crash landed on a planet in outer space instead oh of an god. island. Oh my god, this isn't real. You please tell <laughs> you me. You learn something new every one every week here, don't you? I really do. That's surprising. <laughs> I don't know enough about horrible uh, TV spinoffs. I suppose. I swear, each of these are real. Not making them up. Anyway, I am your host, Aaron Hahn, joined as always by Jacob Lacey. Hashtag fake news, everyone. It's a decent catchphrase. It's, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's applicable it, right? to many situations. Yeah. So you know, that's that's the that's the telltale sign of a good catchphrase. But I'm still gonna veto it because I want you to come up with something new next week as well. <laughs> I'm running out, man. I, I'm, I'm not good at names. I'm not good at uh, words. <laughs> I ain't no good with no <laughs> words, Aaron. <laughs> Maybe if you call it, maybe if your catchphrase is "Blockbuster Buddies," oh my god, then I will accept. <laughs> right. That's a little. That's a little tease for the the main the podcast this show. week, I guess. That's true. But uh, so yeah, this is not the main podcast though. This is Gateway to Cinema, where yes. we run through a list of a hundred movies I once made for Lacey to watch, films that are you know just interesting ways to kind of delve into the larger experiences that cinema has to offer. And this week, we are looking at a very, very interesting film, to say the least. Mm-hmm. And one I am very excited to talk about. Uh, and that film is Being John Malkovich. Yes, Being, being John Malkovich. Um, so Being John Malkovich, a, a film I've heard of for a long time. Um, you know, I, I've known this concept. I've, I've known the idea of the film, uh, but ha- have just now seen it, obviously. Uh, but knowing who was involved, uh, who the writer was, I was like, yep, I'm going to like this. Um, I've only ever seen one of, one other Charlie Kaufman work besides this. Um, but it was adaptation and I think adaptation is absolutely fascinating and brilliant. Still need to watch that one. Yeah. Oh man. You'll love it. It is. I'm sold on it, but I still need to get around to watching it. Um, so yeah, as soon as I, I learned that he had written it, um, I was like, all right, I'm all on board. Uh, you seem like you have some pretty crazy ideas, <laughs> so I'm interested to see what they all are. And uh, yeah, this is absolutely a crazy idea. Um, and even reading the IMDb trivia page after, not as crazy as it could have been. Um, so that's even weirder to think about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so... Uh, Why'd you put it on the list, Aaron? Well, I mean, as I was kind of getting to in my introduction, that, like, I wanted to go with a lot of films that kind of are more out there, that are, like, interesting cinematic experiences, whether they're good or bad experiences or whatever, but they're at least something that's worth experiencing. And this Mm -hmm. film is certainly an experience. Oh, man. This is a head trip. It is... uh, confusing but hilarious and you know sometimes very profound experience Mm -hmm. but yeah this is this is a film that i love just because 
I love the fact that this is a film that got made. You know, just like <laughs> by existing, I love this film. Mm-hmm. And, and that's very much how I feel about a lot of Charlie Kaufman's uh, works, the ones I've seen at least. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as someone who is interested in the screenwriting aspect of film production, mm-hmm. the script for being John Malkovich is actually one of my, you know, biggest sources of inspiration for that. Because, you know, like the fact that he was able to, like, just go all out there and make this the absolute craziest possible movie that he could imagine. And it actually, you know, got produced. It's just, it's, it's inspiring. It so, is. you know. It is, yeah. Um, very surreal. As soon as, like, the surrealism starts, I mean, it honestly starts right out the gate. But after the opening segment, once it all starts from there, I'm like, yep, I, I love this movie. Like, just watching it, I'm like, yeah, this is so oddly brilliant, but I love it. So, yeah. And it's also a great film to look at in terms of, like, exploring the greater world of cinema because it's very much a, it's a very meta film. It's a very, like, postmodern deconstruction yeah. of, you know, <laughs> so much of cinema. Mm-hmm. So... It's it's very much a film that I would highly recommend, which is why I put it on this list. And I'm glad you I enjoyed would recommend it. as well, yeah, for sure. Uh, Return to form after Blade. Uh, <laughs> I would actually recommend this movie. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't sold on my case for Blade? No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm no. not, but that's all right. Anyway, let's... Uh, so let's delve into some spoilers. Let's spoilers. just go all in. Where do you even start with this movie? What are thoughts on uh? <laughs> um, just the very opening of the film is just, as soon as that happens, I'm like, no, okay, where is this going? I like it, but where is this going? You know, he's doing like the, I forget the exact name of the dance or whatever, what he names it, but uh, he's doing that with this huge puppet and he's like, oh, he's, or whatever they're called. Marionettes, I suppose. They're not really. Yeah, marionettes. Guys. Yeah. Um, so as soon as that happens, I'm like, oh, okay, weird. Excited to see where this goes. And, uh, honestly, did not know that that was Cameron Diaz in that role. (laughs) I was like, she looks familiar, but I can't put my finger on who it is. I'm like, she's, Mm -hmm. she's a really good actress, but who is she? And I'm like, it's Cameron Diaz. I'm like, Cameron Diaz can act? (laughs) I mean, like. Everyone, I like Cameron Diaz, obviously. I, I think she's a good person and everything, but like, I never knew she could act like that. So I'm like, wow, this, she's actually very good in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Even John Cusack, I was like, is that, is that John Cusack? Like, oh yeah, it is, okay. Yeah, because right. I mean, we just watched uh, Gross Point Blank yeah. for the <laughs> Netflix book club on the main podcast series. Well, it's very then, different in this movie. <laughs> yeah, very, very different roles, certainly. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I was drawn in from from the very moment he he sets foot in the uh, building, his work building. I forget the, the name of it. The seven and a half floor. Yeah, seventh and a half part. floor. Is that and, what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. And the ceilings were low and everything. I'm like, what's going on here? And then he's talking to the receptionist, and she thinks he has like a horrible speech impediment, and like, <laughs> he th- she thinks everyone has a speech impediment. So that's just like, okay. Don't know what they were going for there, but I'm interested to... I'm sure there's probably deeper meanings, but I've only seen this once, so... Um, 
And uh, yeah, I mean, it really, it definitely really hooks you on the surrealism right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I kind of love that. There's, there's like, it's not like ramping up to being absurd. It's just yeah. absurd all the way through, which is part of what I loved about it. Yeah, like it does. It, it's not. It's not like even trying to go for like the the lowbrow, lowest common denominator appeal, mm-hmm. and then trying to like work within the confines of that. It's like nope. It's just like this is our movie. You deal with it. High concept. Yeah, straight out the gate, for sure. Um, and yeah, as soon as he finds that portal, I'm like, okay, this is. What are the rules of this world? How does this work and all that? And. Mm-hmm. I'm not certain that you ever really get, like, hard and fast rules. It's like, oh, this happens because it does. <laughs> yeah, you get some rules. Yeah, you just basically have to accept the fact that there is a portal to John yeah. Malkovich's head. But yeah. but then you get stuff like you stay in for 15 minutes, and then you get dumped out by the New Jersey Which Turnpike or whatever. I love and... watching people just fall. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> Must have been fun to film, just, yeah. like, constantly dropping actors. Um... So yeah, that that was very cool. Um, but it was once once the whole dynamic between uh, John Cusack's character and his wife uh, Lottie, I think is her name, Lottie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yes. uh, Maxine. That I'm like, this is bonkers, man. Just bonkers, but I love it. Um, the whole like. It was a very different world in 1999, where she's like, I think I'm a man. Everyone's like, you're stupid. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, well, that's not really how things are anymore. But like, I feel like probably wouldn't be able to say that, even though he's the dick in the end of the story. I don't know. Can I say that? He, <laughs> he's, he's the bad guy, really, of the story. And, and, and you know, <laughs> what a fate that he's stuck oh with. Oh, my God. You. One of the most horrifying things I've ever seen, ever, like, and it's like, he totally deserves it. Everything he did up to that point, he earned that horrible fate. But just to be trapped in someone's mind forever, you can't sleep. You, when someone's sleeping, what? You just sit there and you're like, okay, well, gotta watch. Like, I gotta just watch the back of eyelids because I, I can't sleep. I can't eat. I can't do anything. I can't escape. I'm just stuck here forever for all of eternity. And then, and not only that, but having to witness this yeah. child being raised by his ex-wife yeah. and Maxine, and Which, so it's just it's so like, yeah, like it, it's a good thing we ended up hating him by the end because if we didn't hate him as a character by the end, like that would have just been horrifying. Yeah, yeah. it's still horrifying. It is, but I mean, we're just kind of like it's not horrifying well, you because know, like we hate him, so it's like okay, you suck, you're a creep, you deserve this. But also, if you were to put yourself in that situation, what if that was me, like, horrifying? Just absolutely horrifying. <laughs> um, but... Is it explained why he can't just puppeteer his... That, that girl? So he can puppeteer John Malkovich really they easy. They kind of explain it when, like, the, the older guy is, like, explaining, like, the whole cycle of things. Like, how... Mm-hmm. It, like, lasts until, like, their 44th birthday or whatever and then transfers to the new host. I think there's, like, a line or two in there that explains why. Okay. But but I'm not sure. All right. I was wondering. It doesn't really change my enjoyment of the film. I was just wondering if he could. Um, 
like like we said, it kind of plays fast and loose. But yeah, I mean, it, we as we said, you know, it's fast and loose with its rules and doesn't right. really. It doesn't demand that there are strict rules, which is nice. Yeah. Um, the most interesting character in this movie is Maxine. <laughs> like, cause the whole time I'm like, what are her intentions? What is her motivation in this film? And honestly, even by the end when she's like, oh, I have always loved you, Lottie. I'm like, do you really love her? Like, is this like, is this real? Are you manipulating her? Cause I mean, <laughs> the movie about puppets and she's the puppet master throughout the whole movie. It's uh, called symbolism. <laughs> wow, look at that. You're, you're so good at the symbolism after, after your Dr. Strangelove mm-hmm. analysis and now this, I mean. Blowing yeah. my mind. I know. Blowing my mind every every week. Sorry, man, but I, I blow it. your mind with the with the spinoffs that exist, and then you come yeah. in with your the your amazing <laughs> dissection of film symbols. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kind of I'm kind of being really mean to you right now. No, you're not. No, it's all good. I understand. I'm. It's, it's, I'm mostly being sarcastic. It's very obvious. It's not like a it's not like a deep cut to be like, oh, she's the puppet master or anything. Um Yeah, so I just everything she does in this movie, I'm like, where's her true alliance? I mean, she's obviously out for herself the whole time. I don't know that she even really cares about Lottie at the end. I think it's mostly like, hey, I see an out. Here's my out. This girl will either kill me. Or I tell her I love her, and this is her child. Hey, I love you. This is your kid. <laughs> Don't kill me, <laughs> you psychopath. You absolute psychopath. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I, uh, yeah, and uh, Catherine Keener actually got an Academy Award nomination for oh, her really? performance. I did not know Don't that. know if you knew that. No, I didn't. I was also like, is that... Is that the mom from Get Out? Like, it is the mom from Get Out. I have not seen Get Out I need yet. I see Get Out, man, because... I'm seeing it as soon as it hits DVD. Oh, I, I want to say stuff. But... Oh, okay. But... So I was like, yeah, that's awesome. She does great. And I love the scene where he's like, uh, if I could guess your name in three tries... <laughs> like, oh yeah. He's like, Scene. <laughs> it's like, yes, <laughs> that is perfect. And she's like, doesn't. She's not like, oh, that's cheating or anything. She's like, yeah, how'd you guess? It's uh, it's good. It's good. Um. Yeah. I uh, I just. So we're we're. What? We have not addressed the biggest element of it. we've oh. kind of like completely danced around the biggest part yeah. of this entire movie john which is the man himself john malkovich mm-hmm. who does fantastic by the way he's uh he's Indeed. really great um god just the part where well, he goes into his own subconscious and it's all <laughs> john malkovich's I it's was like, it's like terrifying <laughs> Especially the little kid or whatever. It's just John Malkovich's face on a little kid. I'm like, oh no, this should not be. This should not be. Um, Malkovich? Malkovich? Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich. (laughs) And he screams, Malkovich! (laughs) Man, that is like, I think it might be the highlight of the movie. I don't know. I'm thinking, but like, there's no moment after or even before that where I'm like, 
what is happening on screen. It's, yeah, it's like the trippiest part yeah. of the entire movie, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like, I've like never that, done that's drugs. That's the peak surrealism. If I imagine that this scene would be absolutely bonkers if you were, like, tripping on acid while you were watching. You know, I think, I think we, we haven't made references in the, for a couple of weeks now, but I want to remind everyone that the name of this podcast came from the phrase gateway drugs to cinema. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Used to describe the experience of watching Donnie Darko, but I think it very much applies here to oh, being yeah. John Malkovich as well. It certainly does. It's very, it's very trippy. And, uh, just the fact that he was like, yeah, I'll do it. I mean, like, I read that he, like, didn't want to do it at first. He was like, hey, get any other actor. I don't really think I could do this part justice, but I'll produce the film. Like, I'll do all this kind of stuff. And then eventually he's just like, nah, I guess I'll be in it. And, like, what a perfect decision. I, I feel like with anyone else, because he wanted Tom Cruise, I think is what I read. I don't think it was him that wanted Tom Cruise, but, like, some producer okay. that Charlie Kaufman showed the script to. I just don't think Tom Cruise would have fit. At it, all? it wouldn't have worked with Tom Cruise. No. Because Tom Cruise is far too insane in real life to make <laughs> the film work. <laughs> Good point. Um, like, there's just something about John Malkovich where it's like, we don't know much about him as, like, a person. He was in that you know? movie with the Jewel Thief. He was a Jewel Thief in that movie. <laughs> Whereas Tom Cruise, we're all just like, oh, this guy's, like, a really terrible person. Just kind of, you know... <laughs> Taking advantage of this whole Scientology business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't have worked with Tom Cruise. No, but. no. But, I will say that, I don't know, man. John Malkovich is just an American treasure. I don't throw it out too often. I, I save it for people like Joan Cusack. Um, but I'm going to say John Malkovich, American treasure. The fact that he's like willing to poke fun at himself even in this movie... Uh, with lines like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's been in stuff. Uh, he's been in stuff. I don't know what he's been in, but you, you've, you've probably seen him in something. <laughs> like, you can't name something. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know. Well, you got anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I'm running low. No, I mean, I think we pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about. It's just, you know, a crazy... Mm-hmm. It's so insane that this was actually a film yeah. that they got made and that they got John Malkovich to sign up for and yeah. that the studio just went through with it. I'm just like, it, it, it's inspiring, you know? Oh, you, it certainly Do you is. understand? It's just like the fact that someone can make a script that, that, that's this out there mm-hmm. and get it made and get it made exactly how he envisioned it you yeah. know well it's just incredible. that's my question is it exactly how he envisioned it well i meant in like the sense of like he picked john malkovich and he got john malkovich mm-hmm. and he was but able to keep in all his weird surrealist elements I without just, like i don't know I, i'm not trying to say like he didn't revise right that's what i'm wondering i don't know if he cut the concept stuff, or anything or no the, the production companies cut stuff I'm not entirely certain on that. Because, I mean, like, if he cut all the stuff about Satan being in it for some reason, <laughs> then, like, yeah, he got it true to his vision. But if that was a production company, I guess it's kind of a bit different. But you know what I'm saying. Either way, he still got a lot of stuff through <laughs> that 
Oh my god. Like, just the whole, the whole him locking his wife in a cage is so weird. And then, oh my god, yeah, I almost forgot to mention this. The flashback of the monkey in the jungle, like when his family was being kidnapped or whatever, and like, because it was the childhood trauma that gave him ulcers or whatever. I'm like, what is happening right now? Why is this in the movie? I love it, but why is it here? So, I don't know. I don't know. I think, you know, it's just a it's a film that needs to be experienced it, by everyone. Don't really you agree? Does. Aaron. Yes. So, as we've been going through this, we've done ten films now. Uh, this is the ninth episode, but of course, uh, Mulholland Drive we did in an episode of Reboot Already Underway. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to go through. I'm going to start ranking them as we watch them. Oh, I've that's got good the ten idea. already. So, I want to read them off to you. Okay, go for it. Number ten, we have Blade. <laughs> as expected. I don't think that's surprising to anyone. Uh, number nine, uh, Blazing Saddles. Um, number eight, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Uh, number okay. seven, All the President's Men. Number six, Psycho. Only number six. Yeah. Number five, being John Malkovich. Number four, Doctor Strangelove. Number three, <laughs> Rear Window. Number two, Donnie Darko. Number one, Mulholland Drive. So. I... You know, I, I obviously not my exact order, but the fact right. that you have Mahalan Drive number one, it's so good. It's that's enough for me. You know, I, I think about it so often. I'm like, what's the box, man? What's the box? <laughs> um. So yeah. So I'm gonna keep updating you guys. I think as we continue to watch all the movies, and I'm gonna hopefully have a comprehensive list from what is the best, in my opinion, to what is the worst. Uh, by the end of this whole thing. I think I might do that too, kind of rank it in my order, because I, I just, you know, wrote it out as 100, but it mm-hmm. would be interesting co- to compare our rankings. Yeah, and... we should do that. So I will work on that as well. All right. Well, Aaron, are we all set? Is that all we have to say about being John Malkovich? I think we've pretty much covered it. It's a film that's highly recommended by both of us yep. and is certainly an experience. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to uh, to watch Eternal. We also Sunshine. have Eternal Sunshine on the, on, uh, on this list, right? Yes, yes, and of course, uh, her, which is another Spike Jones film. So, You're right. We didn't really get into Spike Jones, right? His contributions to this, but right, right. It's very much a a screenplay. Not, right? not to discredit his work, but that it's very much kind of Charlie Kaufman's vision that's driving mm-hmm. this film. Yeah, and I mean, it's not that Spike Jones isn't important, like you said. It's just, like, very screenplay heavy. I mean, all of Charlie Kaufman's movies are, from what I can tell. Again, mm-hmm. only I've seen two at this point. But well, I mean, I Eternal Sunshine definitely gets very bizarre with the uh, directing. So I'm excited okay. to cover that one as well. Okay. But we will get to that at some later date. some point. Not yeah. sure what we're going to cover next week, but we will have... Yeah, again, another film graduate. from the list for you. Uh, we are... What? Let's do The Graduate next week. Oh, okay. Get it in there for all you people graduating. 
Nice. It's the end of the semester for me. Next time we record this, I will be home. So, you know, I'm not graduating yet. Got (laughs) one more year, but let's go for the graduate. All right. All right. So uh, if you want to find us around the web, you can find uh, Jacob at Jake underscore Lace on Twitter. You can find him at Jake Lace on Tumblr. Mm -hmm. If you want to find David from the main podcast around the web, you can find him at DBEX15, DBEX with two S's on Twitter. Uh, if you want to find me around the web, you can find me at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. And this clever blog name is already taken.tumblr.com. Posted a review for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. if you're interested. So that's up. Pretty good. Uh, it. Thank you. Thank oh. you. If you want to find the podcast around the web, you can find us at RebootAreadyUn on Twitter. You can find us. Our episodes are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. And... Give us a like on Facebook. We have a Facebook page now that will update you on the latest episodes and news and other stuff. So give us a uh, like if you like us. Get hyped. Season finale of the podcast coming on Thursday. Uh, Right. It's a big celebration of uh, doing this for a whole year. It is. And uh, also wanted to mention, I didn't say it when we were talking because we were just kind of rifling through, but Spectre's Fix This Film is coming out this week. And I have something pretty big planned for Volume 3. So, <laughs> should be interesting. All right. Um, I'm excited. Oh, you should be, Aaron. <laughs> you should be. Well, until next time, everyone. Mm-hmm. Don't think it. Don't say it. Bye-bye, man. Hashtag fake news. <laughs> I had to get it in one last time. Yeah, it's gone. Of course, of course.